0: This is Frank Goss with Vintage Broadcasting. Thank you for joining us as we consider the history and the situation of public education in the United States of America today. Our series is entitled John Dewey's Dumbing Down of the American Mind. I recently read an article written by an egotistical liberal that is yet to get over himself. His name is Robert Reich, former U.S. Secretary of Labor. He was educated in the Ivy League School of Dartmouth and finished up at Yale Law School. He was a year or two ahead of his friend, Hillary Rodham, the future wife of philandering Bill Clinton, who was a longtime friend of Jeffrey Epstein, the convicted child sex offender. You know, you can always tell a person by the people he surrounds himself with. Reich has a lot to say about the benefits of globalization and socialism. It seems as if he has leaned his weight in that direction since his college days. He's failed to see that regulation and taxation literally suck the productive lifeblood out of society and bring more and more people into a true dependence upon government handouts and subsidies. But let's reconsider this for a moment. Reich is not a dullard. He's a smart guy and may even be widely and well-read. So to say he does not recognize this would be to allow him a bit of grace. Mr. Reich fully understands the ins and outs of socialism. He knows the Marxist ideologies better than I do. He knows how it works and how it's applied in governmental practice. He also knows historically that this is detrimental and has greatly affected many, many nations in bad ways. That socialism devastates economies worldwide. He knows these things. And yet he continues. He is definitely pro-big government. He's a Marxist-minded individual. We just don't understand enough about Marxism. He tries to explain it to us, and we just don't get it. He wants an activist government that penalizes the wealthy and continually invests in a long history of the corrupt educational system, and he wants to redistribute your money in order to help the needy. He definitely believes in equity, and he denounces the free market economy and capitalism that we have known for centuries. And he believes the government should step in or intrude into the affairs of business in America, only to help, you see. Now, as I understand socialism, as I understand it, Robert Reich is a socialist. And as I understand Marxism, Robert Reich is well-versed in his Marxist ideology. He is by no means a classical liberal after the manner of John Locke. He is a radical liberal after the manner of Solonitsky, Barack Obama, Bill and Hillary Clinton, and would agree with AOC. You know he's a buddy of Joe Biden. Reich's appeal is no different from any other left-thinking socialist. It's all emotionally based thinking about the downtrodden and the inequities that we face in society, and how unfair society is. His is has transferred some of the wealth from those who have to those who don't have. He is against slavery, that is certain, but yet he's against allowing a man to decide on accepting a job that pays a particular amount of money, and he wants to be able to tell that individual how much money he should pay to that other individual. Is that not bondage? Is that not economic slavery? It's a no-brainer, in my opinion. But rather than Reich, with his limited power, being able to do these things, he wants the unlimited power of the government to intervene and inject itself in these affairs. He wants the government to step in and tell you what you should pay, what you should earn, what you should do. Basically, he sees the government as our big brother, our big helper, the one who just wants to help. He wants to use the strong arm of the government to enact uh, what is right. Follow the increased income down to the supply line. Everything increases, including food costs, fuel costs, housing, clothing, health care, supplies of all kinds, and gas. Yeah, gas. Manufacturers will need to cover their costs. Restaurants, which operate off thin margins anyway, and in a constantly volatile market based on food costs, supply, and demand, will of necessity be forced to increase the cost of their menus. Will their free markets be affected? Or can the government mandate that we go out to eat at their restaurants? Well, you bet they will be affected. Does Reich think that he can force consumers to purchase items they cannot afford and don't want to pay for? Oh. Yes, he's very much aware that there are means and methods that we can use, and this can be managed as well. If Reich and his cohorts are thinking along the Marxist lines, you limit the manufacturers. You call down those who produce a particular product. That way you can fix the prices. Control and contain through restriction and regulation. If one company rules the market, the government can regulate and rule in a tight-fisted manner. Reich would suggest that I do not properly understand the fundamental goodness of people. I would suggest that Robert Reich is a typical socialist with an arrogant attitude and a less-than-real view of humanity. Man is not fundamentally good. He is not basically seeking ways to help his neighbor, and overall, he doesn't care about the little man. Businesses are built to make money, period. If they fail to see a return on their investments, they lose their investors, have no operating capital, and are forced to close the doors. Years ago, in Seattle, there was an attempt to force the minimum wage to rise. The results were staggering, though never really mentioned by the media. Over 1,000 restaurant jobs disappeared. If a dollar turns seven times within a, in an economy, Seattle lost a minimum of over $21 million in their base economy from this one industry. Ah, but consider those who gained. There are those who got the increased wage, right? Those who left, well, you know, they shouldn't have left. But those who were left, who maintained their jobs, they got a bump in salary. Just think of that. Consider the good in it, right? Yeah, I am. I'm thinking of that. Now the people frequenting these eateries begin to notice the increased prices. And they decline in products offered and the quality of goods and service. Why? Because of less employees and more pressure on the worker. The customers sense the tension within the organization. The news begins to report on major chains being forced to pull out of the market. The free market Reich despises and insists on overlooking begins to dictate the success or failures of Reich's ideas. How? With their feet and with their wallet. If they stop coming in, the income stops. People will have to be laid off. Profits will drop and the business will fail. The majority of these businesses, by the way, are the small mom-and-pop ventures that supported maybe 20 people on their payrolls, the small business class. Reich is striking a major blow on the average Joe and inadvertently strengthening the major corporations he professes to despise. This is Darwinian Marxist economic views. The strong will survive. They will cooperate in such an economy knowing that if they endured these hard times, the benefits will show up shortly. With mom and pop out of the way, the consu- consumers can cannot rebel and boycott to the point of starvation, can they? They'll learn. You'll see. You'll see. They just have to be convinced of the error of their ways and assured of the enormous ability and of the largesse of the government to manage and provide. Yeah. Reich favors the power of monopoly, which incorporates the government. Today, this is being called stakeholder approach to business. Cost ex- escalates, but then again, the cost is needing to be raised in order to pay for the, the fees and the, the people and the extra effort. They put an enormous weight on the people, but due to the overreaching regulatory power of the government, the public is being corralled and manipulated and forced to accept the government's recommendations. We need to buy more electric cars, you know. We need to pay $5 a gallon for gas. Why? Because they are busy shaping what was known and what was called the liberal world order. Consider the Marxist idea of the Green New Deal. When Joe Biden was put in place, we were experiencing the renaissance of the American dream. Hope was on the upswing and American independence was being revived and encouraged. After eight years of Barack Obama's oppressive governmental policies, the heavy boot of the government had been placed on the neck of the middle class. Under Trump, this boot was being removed. Wages were increasing, and business was thriving. America was getting back online. But we couldn't have that. The Marxist overthrow of the election 2020 ushered in an entire reversal of events. The boots of the government were reapplied to the neck of the middle class, where it has been placed for well over a century. And we sat and we watched this take place, and... Thus far, we haven't said a word. We were tired of the constant bickering and hate that was being seen. Trump, I believe, knew who he was dealing with when he entered office. He knew how the bureaucracy operated. He knew how the government worked. He had operated in this arena for most of his life. He knew he was dealing with thugs and criminals and corrupt individuals who wore fancy clothes and drove nice cars. He knew he was up against a deeply ensconced corruption that permeated the government operations, and that was the expected norm. He was saying no, he was saying no more, and the people rallied behind him. They overwhelmingly voted him into office. Now, while I do not see the depth of the corruption that he sees, I have been inspired to read and to study more during the past two years than at any time in my life. The staggering fact is that all this information that I'm mentioning in my podcast, all this information is found in the public libraries throughout the United States. None of this stuff is hidden. We've been in a political war within our nation since back in the 1850s. Reich, as an individual, has bought into the humanistic views and the Marxist ideology. His views are skewed, period. Look around and seek answers for yourself. What philosophy of government supports the redistribution of income and government control and regulation of about everything. Answer that question and you'll see where a lot of these people are coming from. Well, how can they do this without literally coming into the banks and confiscating our money? Look at history. Woodrow Wilson answered that question with a quick signature back in 1917 when he signed into law for aggressive taxation. If the government can take a dime from you through taxation, through mandated taxation, They can take any amount of money they desire. From the promise of only requiring a 1% to 2% tax, they have reached deeper into the pockets of the nation and in some instances required over a 92% tax. Does that even sound fair? The fact is that the progressives and the Marxist ideology that inspires these socialist endeavors has wrought untold damage to America as a nation. And this, I do not believe, is unintentional. This is a religion that has a dogma and a fanatical following. Attempting to regulate the free market always results in disaster. It brings inflation, disruption of business, increased cost that have to float down to the middle class due to the overreaching arm of the government. They've begun to force these ideas on the American public, and they are pulling every tool out of their bag in order to force their agenda down the throat of the middle class in an effort to show us very clearly who is in charge and how hard they can make life for those who refuse to cooperate. Our incomes are down as inflation rises, almost 30% in many instances. The pandemic money that was given out so freely and in such a benevolent attitude has already been returned, paid back in spades through the creation of the inflation program taxes, you know. Robert Reich, I do not believe, is blind to these things. I believe it's better said that he is complicit. His recommendations are simply more of the same big government notions that accompany Marxist ideology. His aim is utopia, the Thomas More fictional place that never has and never will exist. Reich refers to FDR for an example and his vice president, Harry Truman, for support. He calls on the government to require that we pool our resources for the collective, the common good of us all. This is textbook socialism, and he is very clear in letting us know that any conservative-minded individual simply does not and actually cannot understand the real benefits and blessings of these ideas. You see, we conservatives cannot read and reason due to our callous nature and biased minds. We have been corrupted. He accuses us of using fear as a motivating factor. I find this to be somewhat amusing as Joe Biden is telling us that we're in a period of global war. That we're told by these liberals we need to wear masks and be afraid of the pandemic. We need to shut down our economy for the good of all the people. It's a lie. We see that now. The lockdown backfired, actually. How? Well, the people begin to read. They begin to watch and to listen. And numerous people are telling us now that they wish they had never voted for Joe Biden. And they will not ever do it again. As a people, we know that Robert Reich, Barack Obama, Bill Clinton, and the entire cabal of criminals sitting in Washington, including the lovely Hillary, are out for power and money. They're going to whip the backs of the middle class in an effort to drive us to extinction. Forget the word socialism. Forget it. Take it out of your vocabulary. I don't care. I would be afraid of the perpetual lies and corruptions that emanate from the Democrats. You call them whatever you wish. They're liars, and their ideology and principles are evident. Robert, Mr. Reich, we're not as ignorant as you seem to think. The best and the strongest economies we have ever seen in the past 100 years here in the United States of America were run and managed by Ronald Reagan and Donald Trump. Yes, they were. The worst have come under the leadership of your side, Jimmy Carter, Barack Obama, and Joe Biden, recently, and we can go further back. I would say that I am discouraged by what's going on in this country, and I do realize that it's by design, democratic design. The public disapproves of critical race theory being taught in our public schools. They reject the idea of white supremacy that you and your ilk are teaching to our elementary students. They do not accept the 1619 program, nor the LGBTQ lifestyle, as being healthy and good. And transgenderism is an absolute disgrace. Yet Joe Biden wants them to know that he has their back. You want to tell me to be more accepting and less bigoted. You want me to embrace what's wrong in lieu of what's right and proper. Well, I'm perhaps one of those that you despise, Robert. I'm a Christian. I'm one of the gun-toting Bible thumpers that your group wants silenced. One thing we have learned from this pandemic is that the government is the problem, and government intervention always leads to problems. It always results in greater poverty, inflation, and greater suffering, and a greater loss of personal liberties. And no, Robert, aside from letting the printing presses run continually, we cannot afford to pay for these things. This is the narrative of the left. If you're listening to this podcast, understand this. This is their narrative, and they're seeking to control the narrative. They're dividing us and pitting you and me against one another. If you repeat the lie long enough, people will believe it, right? I've yet to meet anybody that believes what you are suggesting, Robert Reich, that we have been perfect from our founding, that the United States is a perfect nation. No, we are not a utopia. But we are, by far, the greatest nation ever seen on the face of the earth. We don't believe that slavery was a solid and good thing. As a matter of fact, as I recall history, it was a Republican president that fought a war to liberate America from slavery. I do recall hearing your classmate accuse an entire block of people, millions upon millions upon millions of Americans, as being racist, homophobic, xenophobic, deplorables. It was your classmate, the one you dated, remember? They wanted so much butter on her popcorn. It's that sort of attitude and that arrogance and that elitist thinking that alienates and isolates you and me. You've striven to secure rights for the people, the wrong rights. I believe that change is indeed possible. And I do believe that God is real and sovereign and he's good and he rules over all. He is the supreme and the superior being. And we're all subject to him. Yes, we are. I pray that my America will not hear your Howard Zinn version of America. This is the American narrative in our day, Howard Zinn and his ilk. And Robert, you have the rostrum and the lectern. You have a voice. You have some control. The House, the Senate, and the White House. But yet here we stand as a nation. We're embarrassed and we're ashamed. God help us. Our series is entitled John Dewey's Dumbing Down of the American Mind. This production has been written, researched, produced, and edited by Vintage Broadcasting. We're working to provide you, our listener, with factual information that will provide a historical understanding of events that have brought us to where we find ourselves today. We hope this series is beneficial and helps you in your discernment, awareness, and appreciation of specific details, and that it serves to stimulate your thinking regarding the critical days which we're confronting. We thank you for your time and consideration. You're well appreciated.